so far we have looked at evidence indicating rises in relative sea level. The key indicators are parasequences and flooding surfaces. Now let's examine the nature of surfaces across which relative sea level fell, starting at Woodside Canyon. Inside Woodside Canyon, a large channelized unit incises into one of the parasequences. This incision surface can be traced around the canyon and defines a valley system over three kilometers wide. The white sandstone at the top of the shore face has been eroded away. This could be due to a distributary channel, as we saw in the panther, or it may be related to relative sea level fall. To determine which of these is the case, John will take a closer look at the fasces that occur beneath and above the incision surface by climbing this alcove inside the canyon. He starts here at the flooding surface in the basinal setting we saw earlier, where hummocky cross-stratified lower shore face sands are overlain by offshore silts and shales. Above the offshore shales we pick, quickly pass into these thin hummocky cross-stratified beds and we're into the offshore transition zone. These thicken upwards and fairly quickly we get into a series of amalgamated hummocky beds of a second lower shore face. The interval from the flooding surface to here represents the start of the progradation of another power sequence. As we move up through these amalgamated hummocks of the lower part of the shore face, we come across this surface here. Above this surface we see a sharp changed uh, medium grained trough cross stratified sandstones. This could be interpreted as the transition into the upper part of the shore face, just as we saw at Gentile Wash. However, there is a lack of marine bioturbation and the sediments are slightly less well sorted and slightly coarser grained. I'm now going to show you why the succession that starts here and goes up to the next 25 metres is not the upper part of shore face. And I'm going to show you what the significance of this surface actually is. Above the trough cross stratified sandstones we saw just down there, we see a series of interbedded sandstones and mudstones with generally larger scale cross stratification. If we look up close at this cross stratification, we see these laminae here are actually draped by carbonaceous material, which goes all the way down the front of the foreset. We see similar things up here, and some of this is actually wave rippled, but again, the key observation is the drapes. We interpret this interbedded sand and mud package as tidal in origin, and that's significantly different from any of the shore face material we've seen before. If we move up the section, we see that this package of tidal strata is overlain by a thin, about 50 centimetres mudstone interval. The muds we see in this are dark grey in colour and lack any bioturbation. That's a significant contrast to the offshore mudstones we saw previously. 
Also, within this interval, a key piece of evidence is the presence of a very carbonaceous shale, which is verging on being a coal. This array of fasces, which we see from the trough cross-bedded sands into the tidal bar forms and the unbiotabated mudstones and the coals, we interpret to be the fill of an estuary. The incision surface we saw previously matches with the surface we saw down there. We are in the fill of an estuarine valley cut during sea level fall, and this is significantly more complicated than the simple distributary channel we saw in the panther. Looking across at the other side of the alcove, we can see a broader view of the fasces we've been just looking at in detail. The interval we're interested in goes from this incision surface we see cutting down here to the base of the large blocky sandstone above us. That interval's about 25 metres thick, and we can see that it's comprised of a series of dipping, interbedded sandstones and siltstones. There's about three or four separate packages which each comprise a unit of these dipping surfaces and these surfaces are lateral accretion surfaces they're deposited on the inside of a meandering tidal channel the fact that we see three or four of them indicates that we see three or four stacked tidal channels we're now going to go and have a look at the top of our valley fill succession and we're going to see what the nature of the overlying surface is at the top of our succession, we see another interval of unbiotivated blue-gray mudstone. This tells us that our environment was still fairly hostile to, to marine life and we're still in the estuary. Further evidence for this comes from the large scour surfaces we see here in these sandy fasces and the presence of current and wave ripples. Passing up, we see a sandy mudstone above us that's intensely biotivated. We can see a whole series of burrows in here, large, sand-filled, and typically unlined. Above this unit, we see a blocky sandstone, and we can just about make out some broad hummocky cross stratification. These sandstones are deposited in an open marine environment in the lower part of the shore face in a water depth of about 15 or 20 meters. They sit directly on our estuarine mudstones, and that tells us that, again, this is a flooding surface and there's a rise in sea level of about 15 or 20 metres. So this is a flooding surface, this is our valley fill, and this represents the transition back to open marine conditions. The parasequence behind us can be seen to pass up to the white beach sandstones just behind me. The burrows we see here are, are of particular interest and very significant. The fact that they are relatively large, unlined, and filled with sand that's actually fallen down from the interval above tells us that these muds undergo a series of compaction and partial lithification prior to the organism burrowing into the interval. This type of surface we call a glossy fungitis surface. So if we sum up what we've seen, we can see that we walked up through the lower part of a shore face, and then we passed very quickly into a series of fluvial sandstones. Those fluvial sandstones are overlain by a series of stacked, laterally accreting tidal bar forms. And after about 25 meters of such a succession, the thing passed back into open marine conditions. We interpret this to be an incised valley cut 
during sea level fall and filled as an estuary during the subsequent sea level rise.